0: Hi, this is Serena Vincent, and you're listening to Power Rangers in Cyberspace. Ah, after 10,000 years, I'm free. Now, finally to conquer Earth.
1: Alpha, Rita's has escaped. Recruit me, podcasters with attitude. Power Rangers in Cyberspace.
0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Power Rangers in Cyberspace, your, Cyberspace. Favorite, <laughs> your favorite Power Rangers podcast. Explicit ex- Power Rangers podcast. One of the podcast. only explicit Power Rangers podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, wherever you're reading your podcast media. I'm one of the co-hosts. Uh, I'm the one that's younger, Anthony Mullen, and not so near me is my partner in
1: crime. Sean Fritz, Sean Fritz, Sean (laughs) Fritz, that's me. A name so threatening, it had to be repeated thrice.
0: Exactly. Anyway, got a few things to talk to you about today. The first ones are something me and Sean each brought to surprise each other with. I physically brought something. I don't know if you did or not. But before the show, I sent you pictures of something I found as a child. I got a store as a child down in Mexico. It probably wasn't store more like probably like a hut or something. No, it was a stand, something like that. A bodega. Yeah, it was a cape. It, like I kind like, of like with a hood, and I just attached to a back cape, and it was of a green Power Ranger helmet mask, and it was a cape in the back of it.
1: It's um, it's a sight to see. It will be on our Instagram soon.
0: Maybe if we can get that that Instagram photo up to like 50 likes maybe we'll send another picture of me wearing it attempting to
1: I think well we might get 50 likes without much of an issue because we have a solid Instagram base do we really yeah um let me look because uh, clearly you don't look uh, we have 93 I'm never on Instagram yeah you're not I mean well you did like my post from uh, was it yesterday
0: I hop on it vaguely I try to stay active on it but I just can't
1: you do know what vaguely means, right? Yeah. Which means nothing of what you were. It, it has no. It doesn't make sense in the context it, it, that you said. It
0: worked. It worked with the sentence. You ruined it. Go on.
1: We might be able to get to. Oh, let's go with 15 likes. If 10% of our followers like it, we might get there. Probably. Possibly. There's a chance.
0: That's actually kind of cool.
1: Yeah, we have about a hundred followers on Instagram. I mean, not a huge following, but more than zero. More than if we weren't doing this. Nice, collected Very effort. Nice.
0: Anyway, you'll see these photos up, and it's just it was funny because I was at my my mom's house, and I was, I just I wasn't do, looking for anything. I was help, I was playing guitar with my brother. I just kind of looked over, and I was like, "Oh my god, I remember this." I grabbed it. I was like, "Oh shit, oh my god," I was freaking out. I was like, "I'm taking this home." He goes, like, "All right, I don't care." I'm like care if you do or not i'm taking it he's
1: probably sulking and crying because you he he wore it every night like this is my superhero outfit i know i did and how old is your brother again
0: a lot younger than me
1: so under 12 maybe
0: yeah, around that age
1: okay so it's somewhat acceptable like they could play soccer in the backyard with them by themselves and be there for hours i mean i'm not saying i did but maybe i did
0: world will never know it was just one of those like, oh, shoot. I mean, I know we've heard of many of your stories where you've gone back and reacclaimed childhood toys or found them or bought ones that were like it.
1: Rebought my childhood. Yes.
0: You've, re- you've repaid for your childhood.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Mom.
0: But it was just funny because I've talked about it. I never thought I'd ever find it. And I don't know. It just happened to be laying there. And it's like, oh, my God. I can't wait to tell Sean.
1: The, these are they're, – there's something. I mean –
0: what I will say is awkward. Is the picture that's printed on the back of it? Yeah, has uh, second season with White Ranger.
1: That was one of the first things I noticed, and it's on like this hunter green, almost like a forest green, whatever.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's like it's like it's like it's green, but it's dark green. It's not forest green, but it's dark green, not not bright green at all.
1: Take notice. Also, the Black Ranger and the Blue Ranger have the traditional Red Ranger pose. Oh my God. It's sad that I know that. It has a decent knockoff logo of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers on here. Yeah. But the color scheme is way off. However, it has uh, just under that, it has the blue and the black Ranger on the left and the right. And then on the sides of the logo, it has the yellow and the pink Ranger. Yes. And they look like they are perfect mirror images of each other with a swap of the helmet style and the color. But like the body shape and everything else looks to be almost identical.
0: Yup.
1: And I don't know what the hell pose the Red Ranger's doing. I don't know. He's got T-Rex arms, or at least he's got T-Rex fingers in that thing, because look at how tiny his right hand is. Oh my god, it is. And his right <laughs> boot, man, I don't know what, he's got like a club foot or something. And and is that a dollar sign in the middle of the White Ranger chest?
0: No, no, it's an attempt at it, the White Tiger crest.
1: It kind of looks like it, though.
0: Well, as so you see the gold Saba
1: yeah that's next year's san diego exclusive a gold saba this time
0: oh don't fuck with me or how about oh even in the black ranger's helmet there's a giant yellow line across it
1: oh well, that's a shadow man oh come on <laughs> everything else or that, is so or inaccurate that has, here
0: or that the freaking uh the macedon helmet is like off like is like it's off center Way off center. Do you see like how left-sided
1: it is? Well, he's punching with his left hand. So he's kind of like rotate his body a little bit. I guess it looks. It's. It looks like it was made in Mexico. Yeah.
0: <laughs> By some like B-rated artist.
1: B. rated artist B. like, I can paint the Power Rangers. B, that's being generous. I do appreciate, however, the helmet mask, whatever, beekeeper helmet thing. I do appreciate the camo diamond just above the visor or where the visor belongs yeah. or is that just where fabric fell off
0: the like glassy looking thing
1: it looks like it's camo, diamond? like the diamond right above the visor yeah
0: yeah it's not camo that's um it looks it's like, like it. A di- it's no it's supposed to be like a reflective like glass plastic uh
1: it was red on the real helmet
0: oh it was yeah oh, shit. yeah
1: i know i know these things without even actually looking at them sadly i'm old enough to know that i shouldn't be admitting that
0: but
1: yeah That's festive man I can't wait to see you wear oh, Power Rangers Live Wear it Yes
0: Oh my god Why wasn't I taking that to cons And having the Power Rangers sign this Oh my god Can you picture Billy Cranston's autograph on this thing
1: uh, He would never no, to us no, again. no no
0: no 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 No. JDF's autograph
1: Oh my goodness He'd be like this is the oh worst my- Green Ranger Oh my
0: god. Oh, my god oh my god oh my god he could sign both a green and white product in one
1: hit you have a new life purpose
0: oh my god (laughs) shit (laughs) i swear to god if there's a if there's a con near you i think i may need to send it to you to have you get other ones for me
1: you're in luck because there's one coming up
0: which who's going who's gonna be there
1: um i'm gonna look while you keep talking
0: because i know austin st john and um what's his name the black ranger
1: walter jones
0: Walter, he never comes near here
1: because it's cold because it's supposed to be friggin' snowing like is it snowing oh, f- today shut
0: the fuck up I went th- I w- I went through a blizzard you and everyone else so Michael Burke who does the glass thing he's in like the south in, te- in Texas and they fucking got a quarter inch of snow he says everything shut down in the entire town I'm like, that's some bullshit. Yeah.
1: Here's the thing. People say, be careful, it's going to snow. And I was like, I'm not afraid of the snow or the ice. I know how to drive in it. It's everybody else that doesn't know how to. I'm from the north. I just happen to not live there.
0: I know. Did you hear about the fucking 100-car pileup we had yesterday? No. Dude, on the... Um, so do you know do you know Buffalo area at all?
1: Uh, I know that I don't ever want to go there.
0: Well, during one of our bigger mall, like the biggest mall in the area, kind of like right near where the Buffalo Bills... Like, 10 minutes from where the Buffalo Bill Stadium is. I could give that much of a landmarker. On the 90, which is, like, the main interstate that, like, leads down to PA or out to, like, Syracuse, Mm -hmm. there was a 100-car pile up. Pass. Yep. Someone pulled over. Someone was skidded off to the side for something stupid. Someone hit them, and it just turned into... There's a video of it going through Facebook of someone passing it going, Holy shit. Literally, four semis were in that accident. Ugh. One person died.
1: Mm, no thanks.
0: She was, dude, I'm thing. I'm like, like that's where, ugh.
1: This cape, you're going to get everybody under the sun to sign it.
0: Power, I think that's my Power Ranger autograph cape now.
1: I don't think you're wrong.
0: Oh my god. I wonder if we t- if we ever talk to Billy Cranston and I can ask him, like, listen, I miss you at a con, I never have anything for you to sign, I felt weird about getting pictures signed, this is something I need signed.
1: You'd be like, what the hell is this? What kinda of low range shit is this? Oh my god. You your life is not yet complete until you until you have this sign by five. I never had that like task. I
0: never had I've never had that life task where I'm like, Alright, this is the task for life till I die.
1: You've never had a, a life task where you had to have more than one person that was not at the same place at the same time do something? Yeah, I think. Wow. I did. I'll tell you about the one that I had done. I'm very proud of myself for this one. <laughs> First thing I had to do, it's somewhat related, so shut up. Um, The first thing I had to do was buy Ren and Stimpy comic number six. Dan Slott wrote on that book. Yep. Spider-Man.
0: Yep. Uh,
1: He wrote number six. What?
0: I said uh, we were going to try and get Dan Slott to sign it when we were at a con.
1: Oh, he signed my copy. I had to find a copy. Bought it for a dollar. Not at New York, but previously. Actually, at my old shop before I moved to Raleigh. So I bought it. That was step one. Step two, finding out that Dan Slott was going to be at New York, and he signed it. And he loved the fact that it, I asked him to sign that and not something current.
0: That's awesome.
1: And then I had CGC watch him sign it. And then CGC and I went downstairs to go find Bob Camp, who was on lunch break. So I came back the next day and had Bob Camp sign it. And then I had CGC whisk it away to their, pri- to their wherever they take it, Clearwater. And I got it back six weeks later.
0: Dude, I remember waiting for my Ethan Van Skyver book to come back. That was some scary shit.
1: I had an amazing Spider-Man 300 that I gave to somebody to have signed. And Todd McFarlane doesn't sign stuff at New York. You have to send it to his office. It was a scary 6 months.
0: That's terrifying.
1: Yeah, considering the war stories that I heard that he likes to sign with not Sharpie, but the paint markers. <gasps> uh-huh. Oh my god. I'll tell you I'll tell you uh, an extended story later, but it's
0: All right, yeah. Make a note. All right. Anyway, tangent tangents all right anyway so that's my thing what, what do you have to bring what's your uh, little fun fact for me
1: well i don't have anything as um uh i don't even know what the word is uh hodgepodge as your camo green ranger reflector thing and a cape that could be potentially used as a an apron i found an article on comicbook.com about spawn no just kidding well i guess let me let me set up here so i found this article and i want to get your spin on it you're not a big pop collector, are you?
0: I'm slowly becoming one. Okay. Slowly.
1: What's what's the main category that you collect, pop wise?
0: Um, the one I have the most of right now is Power Rangers, but it's only I only collect what I like and I only let myself like certain things.
1: Gotta keep the con- obsession under control.
0: Yeah, no, and it's gotta be very, very, very specific. So it's even a hunt and it's gotta make perk me like pique me to like kinda like, alright, maybe I'll get that. Like
1: what about the um, Alan Scott Walgreens exclusive pop?
0: Did that just happen? I missed that. If holy shit!
1: It didn't. No, but there is a Walgreens John Stewart pop.
0: I missed that, and it was more or less of I only had a Green Lantern Funko at the time, so I was okay with only the Green Lantern Funko. Sure. And then I got two more, and I was like, "Well, it's only these three, so it doesn't need to grow." I felt that once I bought a John Stewart it would just get out of control. And I've have o- only let Funko's be given to me as gifts, that's the thing. I only bought one ever and it was a White Ranger and it's because it was a Sab because it had Saba and I hadn't seen other ones that always had that didn't have Saba.
1: The current White Ranger? Yeah.
0: 420 no 40
1: 405. Yeah, I have it. Because there's there's two versions. There Well, there's one current version, as far as I know. There's the, the one that you were just talking about, which I also have. Yeah. But then there's also the original ones that they put out. Funko only put out three back before Funko was a big thing. Okay. They put out the Red Ranger, the White Ranger, and the Pink Ranger.
0: I remember those, and I didn't pick them up.
1: They are friggin' expensive now, man.
0: Dude, they were all at Walgreens, too. I remember that.
1: No, no, I'm talking like four years ago, five years ago. This is before Walgreens exclusive before any store having an exclusivity was a thing. So I found this article on comicbook.com, and I just want to get your spin on it. 10 Power Ranger Pops We Need in 2018. The first, And a lot of this, well, a fair amount of these are entire teams, so you tell me what you think. And these are in just an order that they're listed here. They're not ranked or anything. So uh, the first one, they say Power Rangers Dino Charge because the outfits are cool. They're unique enough for each one, blah, 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 blah. That. Dino Charge, that's the one from just a couple years ago.
0: I'm right, with, the, with the purple and the gold and everything.
1: Yeah, the Ten Rangers. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem to strike you as anything worthwhile. Or like, oh.
0: I thought you were saying Dino Thunder at first, and I was like, Dino Thunder would be cool.
1: I agree, though. That one would be cool. That or, right. I, and I haven't read the full list, so I'm just as surprised as you are. By All
0: right, yeah, no, let's go down. Just keep going. We'll talk after which one we want. Go for it.
1: Okay, yeah. Ninja Steel, the current. Uh, thing because there's a cowboy ranger
0: meh it yeah ninja steel i mean it looks like ninja storm but now it's just with steel and it's like
1: meh ninja storm that was the one with the brothers
0: no i'm sorry not ninja storm um samurai
1: oh yeah yeah yeah. that one was kind of run of the mill
0: it just seems like that's rehashed now but go on
1: uh let's see here a pop not a because you can get a, you can get this one in a Dorbs, which I think are the opposite of Dorbs. I think yeah. they're friggin' ridiculous. A Funko Pop vinyl version of Rita Repulsa from the TV show, with or without Squat and Babu, as like a multi-pack. All
0: right, I would, I would like that. That'd be kind of cool.
1: I think it would be neat to see how they, how they could actually popify, if you will, the necklace, the, the neck thing, the, the hair, the wand, staff, whatever.
0: It'd be cool. It'd be really neat. I'd be, inter- I'd be very interested
1: to see that. Yeah. And they did a Rita from the movie, you know, Elizabeth Banks. I think yeah. it was the, the Green Ranger. You can get the Green and Red Ranger 2 pack. It's a Toys R Us exclusive. It's on my shelf. But yeah, I think that one would be pretty cool. The TV show Rita. Here's one that I really I would really like. Just because even though they're very similar in the way they look, I think that these outfits, at least the helmets were really cool, is uh, Time Force.
0: I don't go on. Yes. I like Time Force. Time Force was cool. Like, I remember liking Money Morphin as a kid. And this is, I, I guess I'll talk more about this ap- during our main discussion. Because mm-hmm. I liked Money Morphin as a kid. I like Zio, but I remember, like, when I was, like, 8, 9, 10, 11, maybe 12, with, like, not Time Force, Ninja Storm, Dino Thunder, Lost Galaxy, those shows. Those were, like, my favorite. Like, I could still watch them, and I love them. So. I that would be awesome. I would love Time Force. What have fucking have the Quantasaurus Rexes like the extra large Funko you could buy. That'd be fucking amazing.
1: Yeah, when 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 they do the big ones, they they really do the big ones right. Here, so since you mentioned that, I'm gonna I'm gonna zoom down here a couple a couple notches on this list. No, go away, Add. Here we go. The Thunder Megazord. Oh. I think that would be pretty nice. So the Thunder Megazord, uh, Lord Zed. That'd be a cool one to see. And speaking of Lord Zed and the Thunder Megazord, what if they did Serpentera? Maybe
0: would be like a hundred dollar Funko type giant thing. That'd be kind of neat. Double, double the size of a large one. Yeah. Six no, like, inches
1: is the big one. Eight inch would be. I don't think they make them any bigger than that. But I'd, I'd be all over it. For
0: Serpentera, do like a ten, do a ten
1: inch one. I mean, if they make them that big, that'd be kind of cool. I'd probably spend a fair amount of money on it
0: for Serpentaria? No. How about Dragonzord, dude?
1: Well, they made a Dragonzord for New York, remember?
0: Oh, shit, they did.
1: Yeah, remember? All right. I went to Hot Topic and they had it the day before? Yes. Fill me in on this one here. Divatox. <sighs> Is that the girl that became a Pink Ranger the following year? Pretty
0: sure. Um, no, no, no. That wasn't Divatox. That was... Um, she
1: was the Turbo Villain.
0: Yeah, that was Divatox. Yep. Do you think of
1: Andromeda? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah. Oh, and in this article they say that you could have the masked version as the standard, but then the chase version, which is like the new variant thing to do, could be the unmasked version. That could be cool. Anthony, what if they had a topless version? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Here we go. The Gold Ranger from Zio. Oh. And I like these two. And I hope you... You probably haven't caught up yet, but Power Rangers of 1969 from Power Rangers number 20.
0: Definitely not caught up. Definitely not caught up.
1: And then, of course, what do you think the next one's going to be? Zordon. No, Lord Draken. Oh. Which, I think that one would be pretty cool. But if you put him in a pop, he kind of looks a little less threatening then. Because you know how they're like all oh, silly and goofy and big head and.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It'd be cool because you would take it for what it is. I mean, that'd be cool.
1: Yeah. When I started reading this, or after I finished reading this, I immediately went on Google and started looking for... My next Google search was custom Power Ranger pop vinyls. I didn't really find anything of value, or worthwhile anyway. I was like, ooh, I hope I find something, and I didn't find anything worthwhile. Sadly, jpops.online uh, that I bought my Thor from doesn't do Power Rangers, but they do an awesome Loki sitting on the the throne of Asgard. Man,
0: that's cool. I, I, I want to get some. I just...
1: They're expensive, man. I, I can understand why you're hesitant to do it. I do like their 12 inch Galactus with the small silver surfer. Like the stuff they do is awesome. So here we go, Instagram corner, jpops.online for all your custom Funko knees as long as they're Marvel or DC. And they have a Green Lantern with Lantern battery. I've already sent that to you in the past. Oh, I know. It's pretty tight. And the boxes they come in are pretty awesome. <laughs> they're heavy too, they're not like plasticky. They're very resin and such. So that was my item, top ten Power Ranger pops that ComicBook.com thinks that we need for this year.
0: Cool. So now for you to think about, what would what would be something that you wanna that you wanna see as a Funko that they didn't list? Goldar. Goldar, be sweet. With wings. And one without as a variant.
1: Maybe. I mean, the wings would be cool because then it could be, it could be almost like a two-pack. So you could have Goldar and his wingspan would be, would stretch the width of the two-pack, but then you could have, oh. but you, you know how they're making like the vehicles now and the, mm-hmm. the ba- like the Star Wars battle scenes and, and yeah. they just announced a Chewbacca on the top of an ad ad coming out in the next couple of weeks. You could have Goldar, wingspan and his sword, like, but have it like in the Paper City that we both love. Oh yes. In the rock quarry. Have like little trees and stuff. Make it not just Goldar, but make it like a, um, make the scene make an actual scene exactly with like the green just a green liner on the floor on the bottom and then like two or three little trees sprinkled about and put a rock quarry over like a pile of rocks over there but the main thing would be his wingspan because it would occupy a two-pack in in size in the box size
0: that could be cool that'd be neat
1: that could be your exclusive one dang but what if they had a two-pack of goldar Sands wings and rito
0: that would be cool
1: i mean I i don't really remember much of rito except that he was, a, he was a comedy. He was, they, were
0: the, they were the goofballs.
1: Was he unique to the States like Lord Zed was? What do you mean? Lord Zed was not a Japanese villain. He was a custom villain for America. Really? You didn't know that? No. Yeah, now you know. Wow. Yeah, he was... Uh, and the whole reason that they, that he and Rita got married... Well, he and that Rita came back and then they got married was because parents were complaining that he was too evil and too mean... And they need to tone it down a little bit. Wow. Yeah, now you know. Rito Rivolto. Let's see. Power Rangers Wiki says
0: He yeah, no, it's Rito it's Rita's sister or brother.
1: I'm just trying to find out if he is part of just America or if he is not. do, 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 do. I don't know. But Danny Wayne Stallcup is the actor in the suit. Hmm. Bob Packenbrook did the voice for Rito. Now you know. No, oh, you know. Nope. He was in. He was in Ranger, uh, which is the. Uh, I think that's the season, the second, uh, the season that immediately followed Mighty Morphin. Let me look here. He was not a whole, in that series a whole lot.
0: So speaking of different times of Rangers and jumping back and forth, yes, uh, dude. Main main topic came under to your radar. You introduced it to me, and I I was very hesitant at first to, to listen to this or watch
1: it. Well, we we first, if you remember, we first discovered it by the pictures of the Rangers, which again were awesome.
0: Yes, they were. They're were really cool.
1: I am a fan, even if it's just concept art.
0: Yeah. So, we we both listened to the first, or we both started the uh, first episode of Hyperforce Power Rangers?
1: Yes. Hyperforce! I do love the theme, though.
0: No, what's really funny is is I was watching the uh, the intro that they do, because it's so. First off, guys, for those that don't know, Hyperforce is an RPG that Saban is doing with uh, Hyperforce RPG uh, YouTube. Where I'm guessing they do other tabletop games, yes. but that's what this is. It's like a tabletop Dungeons and D- Dungeons and Dragons um, tabletop crit- that that style, and it's cool. It's fun. It's different. The best way I can say or explain it would be if you've if you've watched crit- Critical Role, where that's Dungeons and Dragons, and this uh, it it's played very much the same way. Uh I have not seen any game maps yet. I'm pretty sure it's all done by pen and paper and school old school storytelling and interacting with your imagination.
1: Are you talking about Hyperforce? Yeah. Um as far as I can tell it is, but I have a series of questions for you. Yes. I'm I'm sure you're aware that I am not a and d I'm not proficient in D&D. Therefore, yeah. some of it was a little confusing to me.
0: Mhm.
1: And let me just start off with the first question, it's kind of I guess all encompassing to a degree. It seems like from my observation, I watched the first ninety minutes because I'll be honest, the first twenty five bored the fuck out of me.
0: well, it's setting the stage and it was, I was getting it. I'm used to that part of stuff. It's all storytelling because it's all the details that you wouldn't notice in a video game. you're now noticing it because you're experiencing it like the small bitter batter and the small getting ready. It takes that full time. you don't get just you don't get to just hit fast forward to when you're fighting.
1: Yeah, you have to basically do the exposition and the backstory, and yep. they just basically talk through what your character, what in a visual game, what your character would be doing. They're just verbalizing it. The whole idea of the game, not the point of this particular quest or, or whatever, but the whole, I guess if I could sum it up and, and tell me if I'm right or not. The setting. This, this, The whole thing is basically improv with a little bit of power of suggestion. Am I off on that
0: there, there is a bit of suggestion definitely and uh, like if you're if you're dungeon mastering with like the story you keep, basically what happens is that the whole week or whatever up to that session you're writing the story that this players are supposed to somewhat take but you're supposed to let the direction of the story unfold for itself because if you're trying to push everyone towards this cave where they have to go explore and for whatever reason the character say you know what i'm gonna to go to that lake and i'm gonna go build a boat and sail away if they want to do that, that's what their character is going to do. You can't make them. Well, no, you have to go to the cave. So it is suggestion and kind of pers- like because you're leading it on a path. But there are certain points where if that character rolled the dice too low, like a natural one, and he was supposed to save someone, and someone actually died instead. They died.
1: So as the dungeon master, you have to actually roll with the game as well and
0: ex- yes. predict. But you kind of go a couple couple go. steps ahead.
1: Uh, as the dungeon master, can you modify the story as you go, or does it have to be written? To, like, no. You can play as well as the you're the the character of the story.
0: Yes, as the dungeon master, you're constantly relaying and explaining kind of the direction. So, all right, this is really out there, but if I was to prepare a,
1: it's out um, there, dude. We we have a Power Rangers podcast. Exactly, and we're both in our and and we're both at least in our mid. 20s yes i'm in my mid 30s but at least
0: collectively we we hit up 30 so if i was to prepare a quest for you and your friends i would say well first they're gonna be introduced in this house i'm gonna expect them to go to the king but if they don't they could just kind of go to they'd be given a quest they're they're expected to go to person a but if they don't they may just go directly to person b If they do, then I know that they are going to go this, this, this way. That all should collectively lead to the final conclusion. And if let's say by the time you're supposed to hit the final conclusion, you decided to take a left turn and miss it completely. I may just let it end naturally. And throughout the entire week or two building up to the next session, I'd be like, okay, holy fuck. I need to now direct it to how it's going to go in this way.
1: It's almost like a choose your own adventure. You're just the author as the dungeon master.
0: Yeah. And, I should, and the thing is, along those ways, I should pretty much have characters established and know their hit points and their, what they're going to do. So if you end up taking going to town A instead of town B, I can change the town name. I can still use all the characters the same. I should still be able to implement the same characters, just I'm going to have to change the name of something or add something new. Hmm. And that's what, kind of what they're doing here. And I think they're trying to lead somewhat of a scripted set that I don't think this. And that's all right. Somebody get into this. You explained essentially what it is. I want to get my opinion. I guess.
1: Please. Well, and by the way, it, it is a scripted thing. It's not the reactions of the characters are not scripted. But I, I did a little Wikipediaing, and there are six or seven writers on this. One of them being the Dungeon Master, that chick.
0: So the dungeon, the Dungeon Master is writing parts of it.
1: Here, hold please.
0: Because. The way she was reading some things, it's maybe it's just I'm not used to, I'm used to Matt Mercer doing the dungeon mastering because and because he's a voice actor, he get he can get so into it with expression and everything. So what you're saying is you like a
1: dungeon master who can speak instead of saying like every three words.
0: Yes, yes. That's one thing that did take me out is that this dun- this the narrator, dungeon master, whatever, she doesn't know how to narrate her story. She's definitely she's not a writer at, I mean that's where it really took me up where I'm like, alright, she doesn't know how she's reacting. Maybe she's not writing the story. Maybe it's being written for her. She's expected to improv with it. She's
1: the third person credited with writing out of five.
0: Thing is, though, they can just be the last three people, and it could just be the first person with the second person helping, or it could be all, I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, she gets writing credit because she's the one changing the story as it goes, potentially.
0: So she's not getting up the main story. She's just able to help with it on the fly.
1: Find her details and such.
0: Oh, man. They should have, like, the person writing it be like some Power Ranger nerd that was given, hey, we're going to do Power Rangers RPG. Write it. Holy shit, I get the world to do this with? You'd be, you think they'd be a lot more into it. And sometimes she is, but she just really takes me out of it. And I,
1: I think she's, I th- and I agree, I think she's part of the Hyper RPG, the channel, or the Twitch TV team, as opposed to being a power ranger fan first
0: they probably were like oh we're doing rpgs we're gonna try and make a thing with saban if it works who can write one and she's like well i know some power ranger stuff Uh, unless we're completely wrong it was also
1: the first episode so maybe we
0: that is true maybe it's awkward
1: i although i did notice that initially with story settings of setting it up in the very beginning and this is the first D D or or whatever type of thing that i've actually ever watched i never even saw the movie dungeons and dragons starring marlon wayans
0: don't watch that uh, just watch some critical roll
1: <laughs> yeah i i know it's but you know just looking at the two hour 30 minute runtime of the first episode it was like oh this is gonna be forever the first 15 or 20 minutes was them just saying hey we have this show and i was bored
0: oh Oh, well, I mean, I just skipped ahead of that because that was just straight
1: up ads. Well, pretty much. But, I mean, I I wanted to figure out. I I didn't want to miss anything.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Okay.
1: But beyond that, then, like, the next 20 or so minutes when they were still doing the whole, hey, we're in the classroom. And we're not going to go over the story because that's too much. Yeah. Maybe bits and parts. But, you know, not like we did with the Power Rangers pink thing, I don't think.
0: No, definitely not going over that. Not going to that in depth. It's more or less. It, yeah, it's too long. The, uh, the the gist of the story is that it takes place during the time for it takes place in the year three thousand sixteen.
1: Sixteen. And yeah.
0: it's supposed to be years after the actual Time Force Power Rangers, Had, there that whole there and that all happened, and the pink the pink Time Force Ranger is actually this professor at Hyperforce Academy, or wherever or whatever it's called.
1: I think it's a Time Force Academy. Time
0: Force, that's what a Time Force can't Do
1: you want me to read you the plot of the, of the whole thing from Wiki?
0: Oh, do you, well, do you have a, ba- a basic plot? Yes. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, read the
1: plot. Here we go Power Rangers Hyperforce. Take two. Power Rangers Hyperforce is set in the year 3016 at Time Force Academy. A team of Time Force cadets, which are we start out with four of them, three actually. Uh, must be must band together to defeat an ancient evil who is set on unraveling the very fabric of the universe under the leadership of their mentor jen scotts the pink power ranger pink time force ranger and with the show's game master malika Lim, the newly minted rangers will cross both time and space to complete their mission while running into many familiar eras and faces along the way and scene it's like you were right there right yeah
0: exactly I'm very excited for it because I I do want to sit down and finish it. I'm just in the middle of Critical Role and I'm trying to catch up as much as I can because next week,
1: dude, you're always in the middle of Critical Role. Dude, it
0: never ends. Like he's literally every like, the minute one episode ends, I just pick it up and start oh start on the next one. I can't wait for his next the new uh, season starts next Thursday. I think I want to tr- I'm gonna watch it when I get home from work every Thursday. I'm, like I'm making a plan to do that.
1: Well, then I guess every other day, but Thursday, you, you have to catch up on, you know, back issues that show that you're on that you don't listen to, or Power Rangers in Cyberspace, you know, that show that you're on and don't listen to.
0: I'll catch up super.
1: <laughs> That's okay. When I find a new podcast, I will actually listen to as many of the back catalog as I can because I'm <laughs> you're good. I'm a loser.
0: But yeah, no, Hyperforce. Force, I liked it. It was fun. What was awesome is that Bulk plays the Yellow Ranger, I'm pretty sure, or the, yeah, the actor. Yes. The, the actor. Yes. Yeah.
1: He doesn't play Bulk. He plays, uh, I have his name right here. It is Jack Dealgood Thomas.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I'm very excited to see the characters, and then especially because I've been seeing clips of, like, or I've been seeing, like, the uh, promo photo of, like, the next episodes, and I, I know there's other ones that show different cult, different rangers that I recognize. So I'm like, oh, like, if they're going to go in that direction, that could be sweet. Like, I'm pretty sure I heard that Tommy is, like, on the next one he
1: was just on yeah he
0: was just
1: on there's nine episodes so far and they plan for 25 but starting on episode 4 they had Karen Ashley from Money Morphin she was the yellow ranger yeah they had Mike is it Jin or Gin?
0: don't don't tell me all of them I wouldn't be surprised
1: well you, oh Santa Claus is in one of them no don't, don't. Well, you you can't really be surprised if you're watching them on the YouTube's because the promo, you know, the splash page.
0: I know, but I but I want to be like I don't want to know ahead of time. Okay. I already know the Green Ranger. Oh, yeah, let me just have yeah. this. Well, he's
1: actually not the Green Ranger.
0: Oh, what? Stop that!
1: <laughs>
0: Stop this.
1: Hey, you never know. They might go to two different because they're time force. They might go to multiple eras where Tommy Oliver is active.
0: We're like, oh, sorry. We, we saw you from the future. We haven't seen
1: you this yet. We know you want the Green Rangers, so we'll give you Saba at the beginning, and then we'll give you the Green Rangers at Oh, wait, that was the Legacy War. Never mind. Legacy Battle. Oh, I Legendary know. Legendary War. Oh, Whatever I know. the hell they called it.
0: <laughs> it was good. I liked it. I was excited for it. I want to ask you, because I know, so you pretty much gave your opinions of what you thought of it. In your description alone, you were like, this is what
1: I thought. I have many more questions, but go oh, ahead. Oh,
0: many? Oh, okay. We'll go for your questions then.
1: All right. And this is how I have it written down. I'm going to grab my notebook here and read it to read it off to you. So pardon the rustling. Here's what I wrote down. Dungeon Master, your thoughts? Question mark, exclamation point. You've already kind of gone over that. And then I wrote, explain to me. What the hell is, does it mean when she says roll 2d6?
0: Oh my God! Oh my God!
1: Like there was no setup for the characters that I guess they have hit points and anything. No, I, no, I it's don't know. and
0: I know. Well no, because in it would be as if it was a video game. Your hit points into your health. So like in Dungeons and Dragons you have so many health I
1: figured that out.
0: Oh, but because they didn't tell tell you from the get go, yeah, no. They should have at least set you up.
1: Or special abilities or I mean and I looked for a video that explained yeah. all that well, stuff. Well
0: see like in Dungeons and Dragons, they don't have to explain special abilities special abilities because your character you would essentially go home, learn you leveled up, come back, and now you would know what your abilities were to choose from because it's power and just and no one knows what, what is what. When they, like when they're like, Oh take up my blaster, oh you had a blaster, I didn't know that.
1: I'm reminded of the episode of South Park. I believe it was the season 11. No, it was the season eight opener. Fun times with weapons. Yes. Where Cartman says, oh, I can see into the the future, but better than Kyle can. It's like, damn it. Why do you have that special ability too? Yes. Basically, Cartman was like, oh, I could do that too, but better than Kyle can. I
0: remember that. (laughs) But so I, that, I can understand that one. But, I mean, I guess that's something you would just assume or know if you... And also, the roll D6 and all that, it's what took me apart, what my complaint was, is that why are you saying a D6 where it, less, it would be a D20? And a D is a dice.
1: The singular is die.
0: Die. Well, dice, die, whatever. Yeah, it'd be a, a die. It'd be a D2, because a like 2D20, two two, yeah.
1: So you roll two dice, that many sides. So if it's 2D6, roll two six-sided dice. Six-sided...
0: Yes. And then there is four. There's, they commonly use four, six, eight, ten, twelve. 10,
1: 12. Stop money. there because if you keep going, people will think that you're still a virgin. Anyway. <laughs> you don't want to advertise that too much. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. funny. Um, so that that makes sense.
0: So like, and, and that, that dice would be where you, did you roll high enough to say, yes, I can do that or And not?
1: that's another thing. Why? Who? Who figures that shit out? Like, oh, what you, you can need do. To roll a four or higher. There was one part where where everybody had to roll. So there were six people rolling, and all but one person had like one person had a three, and everybody else had a four or five or six. So then the dungeon mat. I'm sorry. They call her the game, whatever. The dungeon master basically says, I'm sorry. Everyone had to roll a four or higher. Does she figure that shit out right then and there, or is it written down somewhere? No, that's
0: pre. That's, no, that's pre-planned. That's in her plan.
1: So you don't have to tell them ahead of time.
0: Well, no, no. She no, she no, so basically, so if I'm writing a story and you and your friends were coming up to a bridge, but guess what? The bridge was kind of rickety as shit, but you had to cross it. Let's say you say, Well, okay, I'm gonna walk across it, but and your character and you say, Well, I'm gonna walk across it really carefully. I'm gonna say, you know what? Roll a um roll a roll a D twenty and get tell me what it is for your dexterity or for, for whatever stat I wanted to call you on to be that would you bet would be needed because there's strength dexterity constitution and different stats so you'd say well uh roll for this and then let's say you rolled really high I'd be like yeah you were very careful you got across no problem or let's say you rolled a one I'd be like you didn't realize you stepped in the wrong spot you're falling through the bridge now what do you do okay but and that's kind of on the fly but I would kind of judge your character for the task to your level. So if I knew you were really high in your wisdom or intelligence... So it's a sliding scale. If you came up... It, yeah, it's essentially a sliding scale. It's based on anything that may spontaneously happen to you. Like, I may have a intricate lock on a door, and I'm expecting your the lock picker to pick it, the thief, that which... He would have to roll mid range to low to be able to pick it, maybe, because he's an expert in lock picking. But let's say you're a fighter or your warrior that doesn't know, I would instantly say, oh, wait, this has got to be a little higher for him.
1: Okay, that, that makes sense. And I guess that kind of rolls into my next question of where that same example where everybody had to roll something, but this time they added them up. I guess that they have to also achieve as a team a certain amount, a certain total to achieve a task, no, a that, common ta- a, a team um,
0: task. It, I mean, I didn't listen. To, I that's farther than me, so I missed that. That was
1: actually pretty early. It on. could.
0: Then I must have missed it somehow, or not, not, or I don't remember. I don't remember what it was.
1: Well, I, I wrote down what do the totals mean from rolling the dice. I guess from what you were saying, it means like if there's a group task or if they roll two dice, then they had to get a minimum of this, and then yeah, you pretty much answered that.
0: I'm gonna tell you. Listen, just find the PDF for the. This is really going to be out there, but...
1: Uh, it's too much work. I'm going
0: to tell you, Dungeons & Dragons, it's very interesting once you just... I mean, just read it and just watch some Critical Role. Matt Mercer explains it really well, and he takes his time, and it's very well taken care of. Watch some of that or, or something like that, and then go back and watch this, and you'll be like, oh, I can understand what's happening now. Or, um, if you don't want to watch Critical Role, do a... Uh, they're called the Grave Forest Knights. It's Matt Mercer's... He does a small, small party that's only like six... It's only three hours long.
1: Is that the one with Dan Harmon? Yes, we're, where. they animate it?
0: No, no, That's called Harmon Quest. No, look up uh, Gray Force Knights. No, it's with Will Wheaton.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I've I've heard of this one. Doesn't Brian Posehn do one too?
0: Yes, Brian Posehn shows up as a character, and that's the thing. Like where you may have to run on the fly is that Brian's Posehn character, he comes in, He's he's placed at an opportunity where you can introduce someone new at a time where you can use him as an ally and gain him as a as an ally. Because it's on the fly and you are playing it as in roles, they piss off Dan Harmon or they br- they piss off Brian Poussin's character so much that he killed someone then left the party to die. <laughs> he was supposed to help them and he he's like, you no, know what? Fuck him! I'm leaving. And he gets up and walks away.
1: <laughs> well, he has another one. He he plays. It's like him and Patton Oswald and a couple other people that play on a regular basis. It's a oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's like a whole bunch of super nerds.
0: All right, so we're really out. We're really out on this one. You played Injustice. You know, you know all the voice actors that are from *Injustice* for a critical role.
1: Um, I know all the ones that are in *Injustice*, not by name, but I know their voices.
0: Yeah, so um, Matt Mercer, the DM, Grog, one of the fighters, is uh, Jake Garrick. Matt Mercer is Deadshot. The one uh, brother, he's a rogue, is a voice of Iaborthon. Um, flash uh barry allen is voiced by the one guy named percy the one uh girl is a voice of poison ivy and it's like holy shit like it's almost all there's only two other characters that need it that aren't voiced in injustice and all of them are vo- are video game actors it's crazy
1: huh well i wonder if john dimaggio plays or i mean he would be a good because he could do a million voices
0: I don't know who John, I'm trying to think
1: who John DiMaggio is. <gasps> you don't know who John DiMaggio offhand. is? Offhand,
0: I don't rec- I don't
1: recognize. Bender, Bending Rodriguez. <gasps> oh,
0: him. Oh, geez. Oh, he'd be fun as hell. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, Billy West? He, he was just up in Rochester.
1: Did you get him to sign anything? Like a Ren and Stimpy hoodie? Oh, no,
0: never mind. Not him, man. I was thinking of someone else. Anyway, all right, go back to Power Rangers. Our-
1: Billy West also did the voice of Frylock. Or Fry, not Frylock.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not the guy that did Frylock.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him. Okay, so the Dungeon Master also just randomly granted what it seemed like. She's like, oh, plus two energy for this, or...
0: That, I'm assuming that's instead of loot, I'm assuming that's something that they're going to use for their character abilities.
1: Okay, I guess if you beat somebody, if you defeat someone, then you would in a D and D game you would get whatever they're carrying.
0: Gold, um, you would get yeah, you would get their gold weapon, whatever. But it's okay. power reagents, so I'm guessing they're modifying.
1: Yeah, it. yeah, they are. She actually made a men- men- made mention of that because Paul, what's his face, bulk. He actually made a. He actually was like, I'm gonna do this because this and that, and then she's like. And so the DM said, geez, I'm starting to sound like you. The dungeon master said, we're not playing that way today. So apparently he knows his Dungeons and Dragons or his Oh, so he knows his games. It it seemed like, and and he was very, I mean, he was really getting into it too. Like on this, like Johnny on the spot with character backstories and and, and different actions and Uh callbacks. And like, he was, he knew what he was talking, like he made it engaging.
0: And, and that's where I, if I use critical Role as an example, it's just because they're, everyone's so engaging that it just, it brings you into it. And because not everyone was engaging on this one, some of them got into it and some of them, it looked awkward. Like they had never played before. Like maybe they were picked because they're actors or because they knew someone.
1: You're talking about hyperforce, the hyperforce. Yeah. The
0: hyperforce because of that, it just didn't seem like everyone was engaging. So it didn't pull me like it does for, you know, other, I've seen other t- Dungeons and Dragons once. And it's, those are good. This one, I, I, I did it because it was Power Rangers I sat I continued with it because it's power Rangers but it didn't catch me with a big interest yet well
1: I'll tell you who these folks like are I want to
0: be interested in
1: do you want to know who these folks are
0: yeah I mean, if you have them
1: yeah I, I'm looking right at it so Peter Sidaro Sidarso plays Marvin Marv she or uh, that's what I'm gonna go with because I don't have the print I don't have it phonetically spelled out he is the hyperforce Red Ranger the reason he's on the show is because he is the Blue Ranger from ninja Steel.
0: Oh, they picked actors.
1: Well, he's the only one. Oh, okay. Uh, the Blue Ranger, Edward Eddie Banks, the twenty-fifth. Yeah. Is played by Andre Meadows, who Black Nerd Comedy YouTube channel.
0: Oh, okay.
1: You should subscribe to it if you're a listener because it's really entertaining, especially his Civil War trailer breakdowns. Hilarious, Paul. We're, we're just. I'm gonna go out on a limb on this one, Paul uh, Schreier, Bulk. Yeah. As Jack Dealgood Thomas, we know who he is. Megan Camarina, also known by her internet handle, Strawberry17, as Chloe Ashford, the Hyperforce Pink Ranger. And Christina V as Vesper Vasca- Vasquez. She's a black one, right? She is the Hyperforce Black Ranger. She is a an actress and social media personality. End of story. Those are the five core members. And then the Dungeon Master is just the Dungeon Master. Mm-hmm. Basically, there are two, primarily two internet celebrities, two actors, and then a woman that does a little bit of both.
0: They're they're trying, I mean, I think it's just they're trying to find good personalities and maybe. Yes. And the actors were just kind of more or less the, it is Power Rangers, so.
1: The the guy that plays, is playing the Red Ranger, Peter, he is an actor on Power Rangers, so he's got that connection. The current season, so he draws in that audience. Uh, You have uh, Paul. Bulk. because of all the
0: nostalgia feel because feel, feel. you and me were like whoa bulk i remember that that was
1: what yeah because i didn't i don't watch the current i don't watch ninja steel but i wouldn't know who that guy was and by the way is it me or is he just way too over anxious to get into every every single action that's going on
0: yeah he was yep i mean there is times where you constantly are like the main story may be happening but if i'm a background character i just want to be like by the way i'm doing this certain things you may want to be known because i'm doing this for a reason he jumps in and tries to interact at every opportunity
1: yeah and that got real real quick yeah
0: i mean that could just be him because he doesn't know how to play. it's not like his bad writing he just i mean if you like they probably like who's a new power ranger that we can make people want to do it boom you
1: yeah he just needs to slow his roll just a little bit just a bit there yeah
0: but it's pretty good i i i didn't i didn't mind it um I liked
1: it. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't so bad once it got going.
0: I think that's the thing. I mean, I remember my first time listening to, to other shows and just like to get into it. I'm going to it a shot.
1: Yeah, I remember my first time listening to Back Issues. I was just turned off the minute the guy started talking and said hello and welcome. You're funny. <laughs> Asshole. Oh, did you know, do you, says, know, do you know him? Says one of,
0: our only fa- one of the only fans that ever go back and listen to like the, the, the early, early years. I
1: think I started listening You're- at 10 that was the only ones that were available on iTunes at the time and then Chris put them on, the, on the website this was a long time ago man
0: dude that's bad no if you listen, if you started on iTunes you started at probably probably started around 20, 25,
1: 30ish I'm, I'm saying uh, well maybe maybe I might it might have started at like 4, 35 it was as far back as I could go at the time maybe I don't know anything else to add to that Anthony?
0: nothing else dude
1: where can we find you?
0: at uh, all things on social media at A-N-T-M-U-L-L-E
1: You can find Sean as well on Instagram and Xbox Live SeanCV79 You can find our show, Power Rangers in Cyberspace on Instagram and on Facebook You can also find send us an email, uh, Sean uh, Power Rangers in Cyberspace at gmail.com You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher, rate, review, and subscribe and on our website, BICBP-radio.com Are you ready to have your mind blown? Yeah. All right, so interstates. This is way off topic, but there has to be some education in this. <laughs> interstates. They are either two or three digits. You're with me so far, right? Yeah. So, interstate 90 is ends in an even number, zero, right? Yeah. Did you know that it goes... East to west because it ends in an even number, and if it's a double-digit interstate and it ends in an odd number, it goes north to south without deviation.
0: Wait, so so
1: go ahead. Interstate ninety, okay. so, right? You said Interstate ninety runs. So interstate
0: ninety, so it was north to south.
1: No, it goes east to west because it's a east se- to west. because it's an even-numbered final digit.
0: Even-numbered.
1: So you know zero, two, four, six, eight. Yeah. It goes east to west. Okay. 78 goes through Pennsylvania into New Jersey. When I used to live up there, I used to take it to the big office, you know, the, the headquarters office periodically to go to New Jersey. It goes east to west. 76, southern Pennsylvania through Ohio and even further goes east to west. Interstate 95 runs from Florida all the way up to at least to New York. North south because it's 95. The five is an odd number. Here's where it gets fun when it's a three-digit interstate, like 495, for example, or 695 around Baltimore. Okay. Circles 95. It intersects and goes around 95, but because it's a three-digit, the six and 695 is even, it's a continuous closed loop. Whereas 395 around Washington DC is not a full closed loop. It's like a half or three-quarter loop. It never intersects back with itself like 695 does because the three in 395 is an odd number. It does not fully close.
0: Where the hell did you learn all of
1: this? It's called the Eisenhower Interstate System. Even more entertaining. So in a five mile stretch, one mile of that five miles has to be straight. It was developed by Dwight Eisenhower, one of the greatest war war generals of my grandparents' time. He was a president too, by the way. I know. His granddaughter is married to Richard Nixon's daughter.
0: I believe
1: it. They live in Philadelphia area. Okay. Basically it was invented for the cold war to land airplanes and such that one mile has to be straight of a five mile stretch for the ability to land airplanes and emergencies and things like that.
0: Holy shit.
1: It's, it's really like to have that kind of foresight before interstates were a thing before people were traveling like they do now. Damn. I know that's like 70 years ago, man.
0: Damn. Wow. Oh. Holy shit.
1: Yeah. Back on topic.
0: Um, if you want you can cut this out. I think you should.
1: I, I might put it at the end, after credits. Like, it could be our Marvel oh, it could be our MCU scene.
0: Go for it. I say do that. Alright.